What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 334 of the Geeks Under Ice podcast. My name's Cody Arm. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo. And Shelly Nolan. Hello. This week, we're geeking out about not being able to click away from The Last of Us. D&D, if we want to call it geeking out, I guess. Uh, and then any streaming service besides Netflix, because Netflix is being greedy. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> First, let's talk about the games that we've been playing. LJ, go ahead. Yeah, um, I kind of haven't really played a lot like this. I had such I had a long week at work, so this I went back to Midnight Suns, mm-hmm. and it was the perfect thing of like it worked out to where like I could play a little while before I went to work. So I would either do a mission or I would do like the stuff around the like like the Abbey, like around the like base, basically. Mm-hmm. And later, if I wanted to play at night, I could probably I could just do the same thing, like vice versa. So, um, it was less committal than like playing like God of War because I'm like I really want to get into that story. So this I was able to kind of play just in those short bursts, and even so, I can just you know in the middle of a mission, I can just load my turn, line my last turn back up, which is real nice. But I'm enjoying Midnight Suns again. It was one of those things I just that I fell off of when holiday season came around and. and uh, I was just like, you know what? I need to get back to it. So um, it's it's been good so far. I'm still enjoying it a lot, and it's been super fun. I literally got through a whole encounter without losing one of my allies to a KO. Like I was so stoked because I was like, not that there's like permadeath or anything, but just usually I have one person that gets defeated or something, I, or I end up having to revive. But it was awesome. Like I had, I completed a mission with it without anybody getting knocked out. It was awesome. Cool. So. I've been playing a few other things here and there, but that's kind of really it. Like, I really didn't play play a lot of games this week. What about you, Shelly? So, I didn't... I am still playing through Radiant Dawn. I'm finally on Phase 4. And battles are just so long. <laughs> They're just so long. I still really like this game, but not gonna lie, this ending is a little bit... It's just kind of rough because these there's so many units on the field. That battles just take forever, and I kind of just want to get to the end. Um, I think overall, still like a really, really great Fire Emblem game. I still think the story is really great, um, but I'm a little—it's a little bit sour now because I just like it's—it's kind of just hard to get through everything. Um, plus, you have to—you don't literally have to use like all of your units um, that you've used throughout the game, but you kind of do. Basically, every Fire Emblem game always has, like, units you don't really want to use um, or just straight-up bad units. There's some straight-up bad units of this game, and I just kind of have to use them, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, I feel like some Fire Emblem games, like, even have, like, anyone can be used. Uh, like, I think Three Houses, actually. Like, anyone can be used um, and used well in that game. Uh, but wait, Raiding Dawn, unfortunately, no. There's some just bad characters, so that's too bad. But I'm still, I'm still enjoying it. I just, like, I, I want to finish it. Especially so I can play Engage, which came out this weekend. And while I haven't not personally played Engage yet, Fire Emblem Engage, I probably should specify for for those who are less Fire Emblem inclined. Um, <laughs> I haven't played it, but my husband's been playing it, and I've been watching him play it. Um, nice. Because I was kind of told like, oh, story's kind of mediocre. Um, really, it's the gameplay that's like 
what's really good and fun and awesome about this game. So I'm like, cool. Like, I literally don't feel bad, like, watching him play it and, like, taking the story and characters and whatever. Um, and then playing it later. I, I think that's not going to spoil it. Like, I, I mean, it would spoil it, I guess. But it's like, I don't feel bad. Like, I think it would be... I still want to experience that with him. That was kind of my choice there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's just really funny because I feel like there's also a lot of reviews that say there's not a lot of, like, life sim stuff in this game. That's definitely not true. There's quite a bit of life stuff, life sim stuff in this game. Um, and I keep hearing, like, oh, people who really like Three Houses um, but have never played, like, OG Fire Emblem games um, won't like this game. And I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, there's a lot of... I, the characters are not that interesting, unfortunately. They're not very nuanced like they are in Three Houses. Three Houses really nailed characterization. Um, again, even, like, I'm playing Radio Dawn right now, and, like, I would say the characters are more um, fleshed out in that game than this game. But it looks really good. The engageabilities look amazing, both aesthetically and by the gameplay. You could just do really broken, cool abilities. And that's very fun. The fact that you can actually talk with your uh, emblem in the ring. Because you basically, if, for anyone who has no idea what I'm talking about, like no context <laughs> for Fire Emblem Gage. The thing about Fire Emblem Gage, that's always, that's like its main advertising point is that uh, everyone has, not everyone, there's like 12 rings. And each ring represents a different Fire Emblem game. Particularly the protagonist or a protagonist from that Fire Emblem game. My mind you basically, went to Lord of the Rings when you started saying twelve rings. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if there's one ring to rule them all, but we shall see, right? <laughs> so there's different rings for different games, different characters. So like the one you start with is Marth because he's from the first game, Shadow Dragon. So you get Marth, and uh, you just keep collecting them. That's like the goal of the game is to get all these rings, which is like again pretty simple story. But I, I think it's cool that you can actually talk to the emblem. You can actually talk to them. Not much, to be fair, but there's like some unique dialogue and stuff. There's a, uh, for example, if you give the ring to, I think her name is Chloe. Chloe, everyone's French. Well, not everyone, <laughs> but everyone from the starting country you're in is French, which is funny. Like they don't speak like they're French, but their names are Frenchy. It's kind of funny. Um, but she's a, Chloe is a blue haired uh, Pegasus rider. And in Marth's game, his fiance to be, and I think they do end up getting married, but like they're engaged, they're together, okay, is uh, Seda, and she is also a blue-haired Pegasus writer. And she doesn't, she's not even the one who like gets this ring right away, it's you, you're the one who gets this ring right away. But if you give it to her and you do like a special training session between them, we got to see this dialogue where he says something like, Marth says something along the lines of like, oh, you remind me of someone very dear to me. Which is so Aww. sweet because it's like he's thinking <laughs> of cool. his wifey. <laughs> I'm like, that's so sweet. So And that's that's a deep cut for fans too. Like, it is, so exactly. Exactly. It's like it's rewarding to old time fans, but it's not distracting to new fans, I don't think. Mm. But at the same time, I do think it would be kind of rough. Like the one thing I will give the reviews is that I do think it probably would be rough to play this game after if you've only ever played Three Houses, specifically because you have all these characters from old Fire Emblem games that you don't recognize if you haven't played other Fire Emblem games or haven't consumed that content or played Smash, for example. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't be familiar with them at all. And aside I think, from yeah. Three Hopes, like, this is the next one. So I guess that yeah. could be a little awkward. 
Exactly. It's it is a little mm-hmm. awkward in that way. Uh, but I think uh, if you can put that aside, if that's not a huge baller to use a new player, um, if you could just kind of take that sort of stuff in stride, or if uh, you are an old player, I think you'd like this game. I mean, I think I'll like this game. I'm excited to play it, but also I'm sort of flip-flopping if I want to play Persona 3 first or second. They're both going to be long games. They're both going to take a while. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out what to do. But it doesn't matter. I need to beat Radio Dawn first, so... Um, that's what I'm doing on the video game side. I also did want to mention just quickly, not to take too much time here. Um, I've been trying to look into solo RPGs. I just think that's like a cool part of RPGs and tabletop RPGs that people don't really look at and think about. And I definitely didn't really think about it until all this stuff with the OGL was happening in D&D. And I follow a lot of journaling-esque like subreddits and, and community groups and things like that. And a lot of them have been bringing up solo RPGs as like this cool niche option where, you know, people always think RPGs, tabletop RPGs, it's like D&D. It's like, no, there's so many others. And even if you don't have friends to play with, and technically I do have friends to play with, I still play Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm interested in journaling. I really like journaling. And I thought, well, what if we can combine these hobbies, right? So I tried out one um, just briefly recently called um, Escape from Demon... Let's see, no, I let me make sure I don't butcher the name. Escape from Demon Dra- Castle Dracula. Um, and I... Ooh. Uh, it's free. It, it's it's on Itch.io, so you can um, basically pay whatever you want. But this was my first time trying it, so I thought I'm just gonna get it for free, then I can pay later if I really, really like it. Um, and so far, it, it's cool. It's a it combines basically you use like a pen and paper, you use playing cards, and you use dice just like you would in regular Dungeons and Dragons. And what you do is you basically use the cards to represent sort of this maze. That you're going through trying to escape Dracula's castle because that's the premise of the game. You find yourself in Dracula's castle. You're trying to get out. Make sure you survive. It's a really hard game. Um, I don't really know how. I feel like you need ample luck to win. But what's so cool is that you basically have like a premise for every card. Like every card you flip is associated with a certain room or a certain thing that you have to do. And once you get through that room, you might be injured. You might get through it really easily. Um, But you basically have these different prompts saying like, hey, how do you handle this issue? And so it's also kind of like a writing prompt and journaling prompt. Like an old adventure game kind of thing. Yeah, because it's for me, I want to exercise different ways to my creativity in different ways, especially because I'm a DM now. And a lot of times I don't feel like the most creative person. So sometimes I need like something to push me. And this is really, really good tool for that because you already have the setting in mind. And you basically have to create this character who is escaping from Dracula's castle. And like, sure, it could be yourself. You can imagine yourself in that situation. Or you can imagine maybe a character that you already play in a TTRPG or something. And it's just it's just cool. It's like a really, really neat idea. Mm. And um, I like it. And I want to explore more solo RPGs, they, specifically ones that are like They definitely have based. more on here, I think. Yeah, they've, there's tons. There's tons. There's so many. Mm. I just chose one. Really? Because I'm I looking at one, one now that's <laughs> called Yokai Hunters Society, and I'm like, I mm-hmm. totally want to try that. Yeah, there's and there's so many different variations, and there's different settings. There's like cyberpunky ones. There's more classic high fantasy. There's there's really like anything you you want. You can probably find someone's made a solo RPG for it, which is so cool. So, just trying to. Preach a good word about it because people will oh, know about neat. it. Like I didn't know much about this entire niche, like part of tabletop RPG, but I'm really glad I'm learning it. Um, and I, I would like to look into more of it. 
Yeah, uh, that's cool. I just wanted to share that experience. Yeah, it's super cool. That's neat. I have been playing an RPG, but not a tabletop one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. That's fine. Continue to play Chain Echoes, and I'm nice. not... I'm so nervous about this game. I'm hoping that maybe everything was just kind of a little overly hyped and I'll be fine. Uh, so far, it hasn't been super bad. It's nothing that I couldn't like address on stream and, and make work. <laughs> but everyone has got me so scared of it that it's going to be just this terrible thing. I did that with Your Lie in April. Everyone said it's going to mm. make you cry. And so I just kept coming up with like the worst possible scenarios for Your Lie in April that never happened. I never finished that show because I was afraid to finish it. Oh, <laughs> like April I got close. It's an anime, absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, you should watch it. But anyway, you should not expect it to be the saddest thing in the world, but know that it is touching. It's a really good story. It's a good ride of a story, and uh, I just thought I don't know. I just thought the darkest things were gonna happen because everyone just told me that I would cry. Oh, and it it's not that kind of. I mean, you eventually gather <laughs> what's probably gonna happen, but yeah. it's still just like oh. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, thought there was going to be some crazy twist and that something crazy was going to happen. Hmm. Um. <laughs> so I think that's kind of where I would trade echoes. People are like, it gets real dark later on in the story. And now I'm at least six hours in. And I'm like, that's okay. I, don't, I mean, six hours are like 24 hours. So maybe like a third, third of the way in. Are you still streaming it or? Yeah, so far. I'd be a fourth. I can okay. do math, guys. Quarter <laughs> It reminds me of when I was playing Judgment, because I kind of know how, like, the Yakuza games can be, like, a little mature, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there was this one part where, like, your character goes into, like, a brothel. But it's, like, nothing, like, they don't show anything, but I got really scared. I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah, what is about nervous. to happen? Like, oh. And then there was the other uh, awkward stream where there's a part where you take control of a side character, and there's, like, this dress-up minigame, because she's undercover, right? And so you play as her in first person, and, like, you get catcalled and stuff like that, and it's just, like, the most awkward thing ever. Uh, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, guys, uh, there's a lesson to be learned here. Yeah. Like, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was just a funny way of, I'm just like, yeah. I'm hoping that everything can be a teaching moment. I have been saying, I haven't been playing yes. it outside of the stream. I wish that I would have the last two hours that I played, because it was very grindy mm. getting through stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And it's but more it, fun it is just funny things. when when you have that stuff in the back of your mind or in consideration yeah. when you're playing a game right. on stream and Be you're careful. just like, mm, I hope this doesn't go that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Uh, I would say, though, <laughs> that if you're thinking about playing it, you know that that like, information is out there that it's pretty edgy after a while. Uh, it gets pretty <laughs> dark and twisted from what I've heard. Yeah. So far, like I said, it hasn't been too bad I, from what i'm gathering it's mostly backstory stuff so it's just stuff that is mm. said not shown about mm. the past so we'll see i'm gonna keep playing it it's real goofy besides that like the concepts the of the story are just real kind of absurd uh they're well written and they're a lot of fun and like we went to try to think not to give too much away a he was a government official technically, but he was basically a gangster and he was getting married. And we were just <laughs> like, you're in our way. We need to go <laughs> deal with you in the middle of his wedding. And it was just like, it's so ridiculous. So I've enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. It's got some cool RPG elements to it. It's very much like an old school Chrono Trigger uh, era game. 
Nice. And then I told you guys last week I would check out uh, Marvel Snap again because it's been a while. And I didn't. I went back to Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors is still so good. I have not rolled Uh, credits yet, Shelly. And I haven't Googled how to do so. I actually survived yeah. the past 10 minutes today. I was proud of myself. There you go. <laughs> you, might, you may or may not need to. I don't know how far you are. I feel like you you may not need to, actually. I will. So I've beaten every level in the game. That's why I'm confused. Every level that's been unlocked to me. So how do you. Was there a, a, like, random level that showed up one time? Yes. Did you Wait. go into it? I did, but it wasn't really a level. Okay. Uh, basically, that happens again. Okay. I don't know what exact things you need to do to prompt it. Mm-hmm. I believe it's whatever you got from that last one. In fact, you may have to do it twice. It may It may be like the first time and then the second time and then there's a third time. I think that okay. might be it. Because you okay. get something, you know? You chose something. Get a, yeah, okay. I know you're and I about think that. you basically need to get both those things, and then a third time it happens. But I don't remember Weird. how to prompt it happening. Well, I know that, that in my unlockables, one of them is watch the final fireworks. Yeah, and that's the credits. I figured. So yeah. I'm going to... Which un- is how... That's how I knew there was credits to begin with. And, that, and then, to be fair, I did kind of look up. But I was already on the way there because I was in your position where I had already seen the place... Um, yeah, that level. I am working my way down the unlockables, so I probably mm-hmm. will get to a point and I'll just Google it at that point. Yeah, but, I think if you don't naturally run into it, and you legitimately might, you could just Google it. It's not going to be a cool. crazy thing. Like, as long as I you don't Google what happens in it. <laughs> if I do the rest of the unlocks. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll be we'll fine. See. I haven't done any of the secrets, except for the ones that were really obvious but one of them is like take something from the dairy farm and i'm like i have no idea what this means yeah or, huh? they're, they're very so vague. obscure in what Probably you're supposed vague. to do for the secret thing well, it's like a lot of the things that i uh, that i'm looking at are like oh discover this thing so just dis- discover this and that so yeah like, that's kind of where i'm at the it's secrets like... is like a cheat board that you get and you can input cheats but mm. you can unlock things by doing certain it, it's weird LJ, you asked how you beat a level. You beat a level by getting to basically the 30-minute mark. And then instead Ooh, of saying that you okay. lost, it'll say stage complete. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm unlocking some of those upgrades and stuff like that mm-hmm. and discovering more of those items to where I feel myself able to survive longer. So now I feel like I'm finally starting the upward climb since I'm over 10 minutes now. <laughs> yeah. So... I feel like I'm making progress now. It'll start to get easier for sure. You get to a point where, so what was happening to me is the, the levels are 30, 30 minutes to beat them. And mm-hmm. so I would get to like 28 minutes. So mm-hmm. I've already spent half an hour of my day and yeah. I lose. And I'm like, man, I was so close. Guess I, I need to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and I okay. could easily take up, eat up an hour and a half of time just nice trying to get to to where i wanted to be but uh, super fun game a little addictive my wife is playing it she's playing very differently than i am i was going just down the row of levels with each care with the character that i liked my wife has taken every character and beaten the first level with every character that she had unlocked and then That's she went to the second one uh, mindset right there. yeah 
She went to the second level. She unlocked a new character in the second level, so she went back to the first <laughs> level to get that beaten. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Because it shows awesome. you how like it shows you if you've completed a stage per character too. Mm-mm. So cool. Vampire Survivors. Free on Good mobile. to know. I ha- I have a goal to shoot for then, because I'm like, how do I know when <laughs> you know like Right. I didn't know if there was a time limit or not. So free on mobile and really annoying to me, you get a revival on mobile mm-hmm. uh, if you watch an ad. No way. Uh, I would watch an to, ad for a revival. To, to oh get a revival gosh. is a lot of gold on console or on just the regular version. Yeah, and you don't even, like, you just unlock it. It just, like, you start the game and you have that first revival. Wow. Man, playing a very different game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a few other things. I would say that mobile, if you don't have, like, a Switch, I guess, is it out on Switch yet? No, it's not. Okay, so if you don't have a it's Steam Deck... It. It's a crime. Probably the best place to play it would be on mobile, honestly. Or XCloud. Yeah, I, I like yeah, it on, I like on the XCloud. Deck. I would say mobile is probably better than XCloud. If I could switch over and keep hmm. all my save data, I would switch. Hmm. So I'm never going to play it on my big TV. Like, it's not... Maybe I should try it on my new Fold phone at some point and see how that looks. Yeah. But I'm already committed on Xbox, so. If you get your full Fold phone screen of... Oh. Yeah. You can just see everything. It. Cheater. That sounds awesome. we can get into the gaming news what do we what do we got going on lj yeah so we got some odd very odd gaming news this week but the cool thing um i know that there's a lot of people watching the last of us right now um apparently i think this is in the uk in particular sales have skyrocketed by 238 percent who would have thought how did well i'm like how did you get that number is what i'm like what does that mean? Like, did it did it just like make, like, did it just like double its money from like the initial? I think this is like a whole series as well. Oh no, part one, Last of Us Part One sales, which like which I'm guilty of because I bought that, but I bought that game before like the show came out to stream. So, I mean, it's cool, but also like, I would I'm glad so I didn't. It's a seventy-seven percent increase, technically. Oh. No, 177% increase would be the sales doubled over, right? Yeah, yeah. And then 77% more than that. See, that's what I'm tripping out on. I'm just like, how do you... Oh, wow. I get it. Yeah. So 100% would be double. Mm Mm-hmm. 100% increase in sales would be double, and then an additional Mm -hmm. 77% on top of that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I just feel like they're getting exactly what they wanted out of the show. Oh, yeah. Which is just more money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into that later, but like yeah. uh, kind of on that topic. But I mean, I think it's cool because like I'm sitting there like explaining to my stepdad like after because the, they finished the recent episode when I got home or when I got home from work and I got to kind of explain to him like, hey, this is how they do it in the show. But here's what I did in the video game. And he actually asked me because there's enemies in the new episode. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But he's like, how do you kill those things? And I'm like. They're really hard to kill. <laughs> um, Basically like they do. <laughs> very similar. Well, to yes. Film. Well, yeah. And so it was just kind of fascinating that I'm like, oh, I have that knowledge that my family doesn't because of the video game. So yeah. it's just kind of cool. Like there's people that probably never play the game or I don't know, like maybe don't. It's have, exactly know, what like, Joe Morgan would want. Exactly. Previous president of Geeks of Race. We, we've had this discussion mm-hmm. a million times of what is a better <laughs> video game to movie mm-hmm. adaption. 
and uh, he believes that it should be the same experience for moviegoers who can't play the games. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is very much doing that in a lot of ways. The mm-hmm. show. Oh but, yeah. Um. So I mean, it's exciting. Like it makes sense that this it would have this much of an increase, but like, it's like, it's and it's cool. done with such care. Mm-hmm. So much more than anything yeah. else we've ever. Yeah, I'm trying not to say too much about it since we all since we watched it in TV news, but yeah, yeah, it's it's like Shelley said, it's doing the thing they wanted. Um, yeah. So, um, in in other news, I put this in here more for the memes and to have fun with it, but the WWE 2K23 cover has been or a cover athlete has been revealed today. And it is none other, uh, none other than John Cena. Um, the reason I put this in here because I wanted to kind of share that they missed the perfect marketing opportunity for this cover reveal. What they <laughs> yeah. could have done, what they could have done, is before they even show like the actual art, they could they could have literally just done the um, the logo and then the background of like of the cover. And just little, been like, hey, like here's our new, here's our new cover athlete. And put a just, little with John like, Cena down the bottom of the. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, and but just like ha- like the art, the key art, just be nothing, right? And then be like, okay, here we, you know, we had, obviously we had our fun. Here's the actual art for it, you know. Like, I just think they missed a uh, opportunity, a, a good marketing opportunity for that cover. That's awesome. Um, that's. Isn't John Cena super annoyed with the meme? Well, I don't know that he's annoyed, but I think I saw on TikTok he shared he shared the story of how it came to be uh, on like TikTok, or he shared it on like Kimmel or something, and he talked about how I think it was a thing about like like he and his brother or somebody came up with like the slogan or like the theme song or something something he did, and then like. Like, it was just something he made up off off the spot kind of a thing. And then it became a meme all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was something that he, he and his brother, his brother had something to do with the idea, like, because it was supposed to be like, ah, oh, like, I'm not even, I'm not on your level. Like, I'm not even, like, you, you know, kind of a thing. Like, yeah. you're, you're not on my level. You can't get to me kind of a thing. But um, I don't know that he's annoyed with it. It sounded like he it was all in good fun, like, when he talked about it. Um, okay. But it would be, it would have been hilarious, I think. It would have been good mar- a good marketing thing. If they did that or something, you know, like, um, but I think it's cool. Like he's kind of in that level now where I feel like he's like, kind of like the rock. Like now I think he did come back to wrestling. I don't know if that's like permanent or whatever, but 2k, the 2k games recently last year, they started with Rey Mysterio to where they have this campaign you could play where it showcases their whole career. So like with Rey Mysterio, it was like part documentary, part gameplay. And it was really awesome. So like, I think this will be kind of fun to go back through, especially like if, you know, if maybe fans or people who are new to wrestling want to go back through his career just and kind of see like what got him started and, you know, the matches and all that stuff, like his history, like it's kind of cool. You get to play through this campaign, you know, and that'll feature him in like a documentary and in between and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It, it is kind of cool. So yeah, that comes out March. Yep. So, um, then the last piece of news is something even sillier. Um, there is a uh, crossover, a Tomb Raider crossover, but on Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> and so you basically get, 
you you get to basically go to Croft Manor and clean Croft Manor. Um, I will I, not. I won't be buying the game, but that's cool. <clears throat> it is on Game Pass, and <laughs> I won't be what's even, downloading the game. <laughs> what's even more ho- so? I, I'm I might go check this out because. I saw on my Xbox, like, year in review, because everything's got a year in review now. Thanks, Spotify. Um, apparently, Power Wash Simulator was one of the games I played the most on my Xbox last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm down for this. Uh, like, I'll probably go back and check it out, but it's just so silly. Everybody's like, oh, new Tomb Raider content. Like, oh. But on a, on a simulator game. So. Yeah. It's goofy, but I'm, I'm here for it. It's an oddly addictive game. Um, I literally just throw music on and just, you know, like it was just, just power some kind of AS, ASMR kind of like therapy, just hearing the sound of like the power wash hose and just, <laughs> yeah. It's great. Anyway, I wanted to share that just because it's so silly. <laughs> so that's gaming news. Sweet. And we're going to dive right into movie news then. None Shall of I... us watched movies. I don't think any of us yeah, did. No one watched any movies. That's I good. will not fail us next week. We <laughs> did watch a trailer for Dungeons and Dragons the movie. There's another nice. trailer for it out. And how are we feeling about it, gang? I didn't watch the trailer. Oh. Oh. It's uh <laughs> it's Cody and I more watched the, the trailer. <laughs> yeah. It's I read it, so it's not my own idea, but someone well, said like... that it gives off Love and Thunder vibes, and I can't so, see so, it any other way. So, Spy Kids 3D vibes. No, that's Ant-Man Quantumania. Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't give me Quantumania yeah. vibes. It Long Marvel, feels like, the, like they're really focused on the comedy, and it's not funny comedy. And it's just... I don't know. It looks uh, bad. It does. I think, I think it's going to be bad. For it. But I, mean, I also am just not going to watch it anyway. During the initial trailer, I thought it looked like a knockoff Marvel movie anyway. I was kind of like for it for that first trailer. I was like, this seems like it could be cool. And then watching this one, I was like, oh, okay, we're just a bunch of I, Once again, to bring this back, to, I just feel like Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast are trying to create a brand of Dungeons and Dragons. And the mm-hmm. brand that they think that it is is all of their stuff from their books and humor thrown in. Because every Dungeons & Dragons game apparently has that balance. It's like that's what they view Dungeons & Dragons as being. It's like a high fantasy. Um, you know, you play as these different classes. You have different abilities in that way. You fight an owlbear. I saw there's an owlbear in the trailer. You fight like mm. You know, magical creatures and stuff, or you fight evil wizards, and everything's kind of funny. And like, sure, it, I'm it's sure definitely, there's yeah. So I, I skimmed through it just for a hot second. Okay. Definitely the Thor Love and Thunder vibes. Yes. Because the music there's literally even. a Led's yes, there's literally a Led Zeppelin song in. Uh, I'm yeah. just like, come on, guys. They're trying to like, how much longer can we stretch the success of Guardians of the Galaxy? That's low-hanging fruit. Like, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the first uh, really big movies that was able to pull off, hey, there's a party of people, and they're kind of silly. They're they're strong, they each have a role, but it's kind of a silly group. That's basically mm-hmm. 
at least again what what you know Wizards of the Coast views as Dungeons Dragons. It's a Dungeons Dragons party. That's basically what it is. And so they're mm-hmm. just trying to mimic that. But guess what, guys? Guardians of the Galaxy is old at this point. I mean, yes, there's going to be a new one coming out eventually, but it's a old formula now, or maybe mm-hmm. not even necessarily an old formula. It's it's just not interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure it could still be great and. I don't know. I think if anything, I'm just like, why would you watch this movie when you could just play Dungeons and Dragons yourself? Why would you watch? <laughs> or I mean, why would I you mean, watch like, it when you could just play it yourself? As yeah. as annoying as Vox or listen Machina to Crit is, even. is, yeah, yeah. Or I was gonna say, as, yeah. As as annoying as that show, like it, yeah. So like, I'm just like this style fits like Vox Machina way better. Like, yeah. If Vox, if Vox I think that's Machina part of it for was, me, we've already yeah. got a Dungeons and Dragons comedy thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's done really well, and so I know this is that's animated. This is live action show. This is a movie, but still, but yeah, it but it's feels like... kind of, and this doesn't feel like Vox Machina. It feels way cheesier. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like on purpose. It's like they're trying to maybe get the success that Vox Machina had and Crit Roll has, and they're yeah. like, "Well, let's try to make it like that, but we need to make it kin kin friendly. Like we can't just mm-hmm. make it like super adult." Um, and I think once again, they're failing to realize like we, you like to watch, like I personally don't consume any crit role media or any, like I, I, I sometimes listen to one D and D podcast, but that's kind of it. I don't really go out of my way to watch, um, dungeon or people t- play Dungeons and Dragons. Usually just play it myself, but I can understand mm-hmm. the appeal of people wanting to, to watch that. But the beauty of Dungeons and Dragons is that there's so much randomness in it. Yep. You want and to do sw- something. And, and swapping stories. You want to do something and you roll bad. And then you have to face the consequences. Or, um, here, I'll use an example in a D&D campaign that I'm running. So, it's a magical school campaign. And the first the first session, it was like the first week of, like, I have three players. Um, and they're all students at this magical school. They're studying to be wizards. And one oh, of them yeah, is I'd kind be of a, all the Harry Potter puns and jokes I could basically, make. yeah. It's not literally Hogwarts; <laughs> it's homebrew, but, but it's very <laughs> Hogwarts inspired. Yes, of course. Yeah, there um, we go. Because we're all Harry Potter fans, and so that's kind of that was kind of the reason we we started doing yeah. this. Um, and I offered a DM, but basically, like, I'm one about of the to write a better story than J.K. Rowling. Yeah, so like one of the one of the players, um, she kind of tries to be like kind of a bully character, kind of the popular girl, mean girl mm. ca- character. And so she, uh, I, I was like mentioning, there's like this character who um, kind of seems like she's, you know, she she talks to her stuffed cat doll, right? Like something's weird about her. Like people perceive her as weird. Um, slash this character, of course, are as weird. And pulled her inside and was like, hey, like next time you show up to class, like like she basically threatened her. She rolled, and I'm like, okay, cool. Roll roll an intimidation check. Let's just see where this goes. <laughs> she rolled a natural twenty intimidation. And I was not anticipating that as a DM. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, she runs away crying. But that turned into an entire plot point later because she ended up running into the woods nearby the school. Because basically I was like, we need to have consequences for this. She ended up running into the woods of the school, getting kidnapped by a cult that tried to sacrifice her. And this oh, wow. party, the party of these students, ended up rescuing her um, in, in, the most la- in the most recent session. And... Mm. Um, but you know what I mean? Like that was that was not planned by me initially. That was something that happened. I said, "Oh well, I could do something with this, and I'm going to, you know, do whatever." And I, and I I know I haven't watched Vox Machina 
Um, but I know in Crit Roll, again, it's the same thing. Like, obviously it is very story-based, but random things happen. Things that mm-hmm. don't doesn't make sense for a, a movie or a show in the classic yeah. sense. And I'm sure that is still, from what I've been told, that's still, even though Vox Machina is a show that's been translated pretty well, it's like you could tell, like, oh, this is kind of a different direction than you would normally take because yeah. of the roles. Because you can of tell, like, what happen. they rolled as they do things. But that, it, and I don't know, all I'm saying is, that once again, I just don't think you could take something like Dungeons & Dragons and make it a movie because the beauty of Dungeons & Dragons is the randomness that doesn't lend itself to be an amazing story most of the time. And I mm-hmm. think Critical Role, if anything, is somewhat of an exception because they're all literally actors, master improvers. And Matt mm-hmm. Mercer happens to be an incredibly, incredibly talented DM that a lot of people love that style of. Like, it's still just a style of DM that people, a lot of people even try to like be like Matt Mercer in that way. Um, but I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense. What I'm trying to say is I think it's a little ironic that they're trying to make a Dungeons and Dragons movie when the whole part of Dungeons and Dragons is that it's, it's, it's different than a book. It's different than movies or shows that have predictable or, you know, endings that make sense or characterization that makes sense because you have to rely on these roles and you have to face the consequences of those roles. And sometimes they don't make sense. And sometimes they're not like, don't lead to happy endings, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. I feel like, too, so this movie, from the trailer that we saw so far, I feel like a lot of ways they were trying to kind of, like, lean into that in the randomness yeah. and make it kind of goofy. And I think for me, if you're going to make D&D into a brand or into a movie, Vox Machina is fun because it looks like a campaign. Mm-hmm. If I'm watching a Dungeons & Dragons movie, I don't really actually, want it to look yeah. like a campaign. I would have yeah. rather them dived into the lore and... Yeah, respected the lore a little bit better. I mean, literally, that actually make a fr- makes sense. Make a, yeah, they could literally make a movie about you know like because that's something know, I can't Tiamat. do. Make it make a movie yeah. about Tiamat. That I makes can sense. play D anD D and have all the randomness, but yeah. I can't have a serious story in that world if I really like that world. I'm intrigued by that. Oh, lore. you can literally do. No, I think oh, what's his name? That's a really the good Elf, point. But a movie would Drew. provide that kind of insight into that world that you couldn't get elsewhere. So that yeah. I think is the problem with it for me is this, this is like really goofy and so it's kind of like what you're saying you're like why it's not like just, they if made you're up get a, this and it's random goofiness then why not just go play the game you, yeah you and can they're like just make yeah. movies off of the R A Salvatore books like or something yeah, yeah. they have so much lore and story and yep, I was reading true. even the different editions have different eras of the world and there's so much yeah. they can do with Dungeons and Dragons or make a dang Strahd movie or something they, like, yeah exactly or be... or Vecna movie. Or especially yeah. they could really go off that because people think, you know, Vecna, they think it's Stranger mm-hmm. Things. And so people would recognize <laughs> the name and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is the actual guy from the yeah. original, you know, RPG. That I think would have been mm-hmm. absolutely a better direction. Instead of trying to create something that looks like is supposed to a be campaign, like a natural yeah. coming together campaign and just isn't. It's literally fabricated. They did not yeah. run a campaign. Have it just doesn't have to be all love and thunder, stupid comedy. You yeah, know, it, it's just, just I don't know. That's kind of where I, I yeah stand on it. It's just it feels like it's not respecting the game, and it feels like it's not respecting yes. the people that play the game very well. I think I agree. So. I fully agree because it's like it's not like they played a campaign and then are translating into a movie like Vox Machina is just a translation of Critical Role, which again right, is kind of an exceptional yeah. case, even. But yeah, it's like they're they fabricated all of this stuff. They fudged their roles. 
They're making up nah. all the rules yeah. to, for the sake of a story. And I'm like, that's not how Dungeons and Dragons works. Sometimes yeah. things yeah. go totally bad and things don't make sense. And that's like the beauty. The imperfection of D&D is, is what makes it amazing. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've ranted enough. <laughs> so sorry yeah, about no, that. I, I, I'll say I'm, def- I'm going to see this movie because um, I think we're making plans to... Me and a few friends are going to go see it to celebrate another friend's birthday. So I know I'm going to see this. Like, I know they don't listen to the podcast, so that's not, like, going to be a surprise or anything. Um, but, <laughs> like, I'm I'm going to... I'm Either way, I'm going to see this. You should surprise them with a D&D campaign. We got everyone together. Tricked you. It's a movie this time. It's not a movie uh, this time. <laughs> yeah. Can never get people together for D&D. That's why people listen to D&D podcast, Shelly, is because they can't get their own party together. Yeah, and that's fine, but <laughs> that it, that it's true. No, you're absolutely right. People get entertained by that, and they feel like they're part of the party, maybe even a yeah. little bit, and that's fine, and that's okay. Um, I mean, but that's why people listen then, to podcasts because you feel like another chair. But it's still natural in the sense of they're they're not fudging roles. You would right, think, I would playing. hope, and it's still like following the the ridiculousness that is Dungeons and Dragons. That's not made up by some person who thinks they know what humor is written down it's the the already humorous parts of just you roll weird and you have to come up with like oh what what does that mean like i tried to jump this gap and i rolled poorly does that mean i just fall on my face like kind of thing so i literally had a friend get ducked get dunked into like a vat of water then accidentally like in a vat of acid because like they thought it was like bad or something and he literally died because of it it's just yeah those random things that yeah happen are, are and and yeah. even in dnd podcasts and um things like that like that's still there's people are still playing it like not literally live but people will mm-hmm. also stream live on twitch for example so mm-hmm. it's not fabricated is, is i guess what i'm trying to say yeah, yeah. It's like and it's fine if people thing. really like that mm-hmm. well we should probably stay on track we are going to stay on track hot wheels <laughs> <laughs> We're making that a Hot Wheels movie. <laughs> Dang. 10 out of 10. I wasn't even gonna. I was just, yeah. Okay. A 10 out of 10. Okay. Hey, you know what these two movies have in common, in my opinion? Judge of Dragons and Hot Wheels. Um, as I think they're both being created to sell merch. <laughs> I think they're both being created to try they're to get money. They're both on fire. They're both on fire. You're right. <laughs> But I feel like, anyway, the actual news of this is, like, this movie, apparently Hot Wheels has been in pseudo-development since 2003, which, uh... 20 years! For everybody out there, yeah, that's 20 years, which is kind of, kind of crazy. That's a hot minute. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit nuts. It is a hot minute. Um, but they found writers, so maybe mm. now things can start up. Maybe they'll get the wheels turning. Take get off. the wheels turning. They can take off a little bit. <laughs> oh, I know. We're going to have another egg. And then sell all the toys in the world. Sell so I... many Hot Wheels. Everyone's going to take their kids to go to the Hot Wheels movie. They grew up with Hot Wheels. And then they're going to leave the Hot Wheels movie buying toys for them and their kids. That's what they want, I'm sure. We'll see. So, I'm so sure it's just going to be a CGI mess. But <laughs> there is a show that I watch on Netflix where... Oh, it's hot Gotham Garage. There, Rust Rich is the name of the show. Oh yeah, and he literally oh, took yeah. a Hot Wheel that this ki- guy had. He was a grown mm-hmm. up now. He had it since he was a kid. He wanted that Hot Wheels car to be a real car, and so they built it for him. And I would love it so much if this is not a CGI mess. 
But they, and they just actually make real cars build all these super cool cars. <laughs> I'll tell you what my what my other what my fear is with uh, this movie too. Who's doing the movie? I have no idea. I think it's um, either Legendary or Paramount. Um, I think it's been okay. hopping between them. It's oh sorry, Columbia Pictures and Legendary. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. But because... I think it's actually Warner Bros. Warner Bros. will be producing the. Okay, film. so yep, that's, why, that's why that's yep. why that's why it scares me because yep. the most recent Hot Wheels video game has expansions that feature Batman, Looney Tunes, and then, like, something else. Yeah. It's just going to be Space Jam all over again? Yes. Well, so then there's also, like, there's literally, like, DLC packs where you can buy Jurassic Park cars and cars from this and cars from that. So it's like, I'm literally, I'm hoping that this does not become another Space Jam. Like, like, I don't think it will. I'm sure that it's, I think it'll be more of a cheesy death race situation. And that would be cool, too. And go on this crazy track like a literal track race i i'm assuming more like a like a wipeout futuristic track kind of like situation would be speed racer oh it's like speed yeah speed racer yes it was super cheesy but it was very much like a a lot of ways a movie the live action was a hot wheels movie yeah i think that it'll be a lot like that where it's gonna be this like cgi weirdness i mean if they have like futuristic tracks you know that do loops and it'll also be like just fast and furious but yeah i would prefer that with cool cars yeah just really crazy modded out cars i just don't trust hollywood to have that much creativity fin on the back of it or something yeah here's my car that looks like a shark we should get a lego racing (laughs) movie no that's one of those that's more properties they'll uh <laughs> yeah lego handles them well though their movies are good yeah yeah i would watch a lego racing movie cool all right that's the that's news they have writers yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll get a tv then there i'm watching so many tv shows guys uh Me too. finished vikings valhalla and it was a very slow season but it was fun it all kind of wrapped up neatly in a a bow that uh still allows for for more seasons to come hmm. they must really be planning to have that show go on a while because the one thing i'm really loving is a lot a lot of ha- times with netflix what will happen is their shows will kind of end in a way that it's like you could end it there or there could be more and then mm-hmm. they cancel shows all the time Ooh, right now vikings valhalla is not doing that like repetitive we could that reminds that. me i don't think you put it in the news like we'll talk about news later but cobra kai actually has an official end now yes and it is the final season mm-hmm. we which i think we all expected that's right yeah but like it just kind of speaks to what you've been saying about like the netflix netflix and the way they do their shows mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely because this last season you could have could have ended there. Uh-huh. yeah i uh, i've also been watching bad batch i'm caught up as of right now the last episode was this weird filler episode that kind of set up villains and stuff. I mean, the end of it mm. had a purpose. You have to watch the episode, unfortunately. <laughs> and it's it was okay. It was fun. But it's pod racing, except the pod racers, like the pod, they're not pods. It's like a different version of pod racing. Huh. I thought that was a really weird choice. I was like, why don't you just do pod racing for your episode? You already got something that's established. It's strange. 
Same sounds that's, and everything, but because it's a different planet, they can't be pod That's racing. a good question to, like, you know, like, how, you know, to how see how long pod racing did go on in the galaxy, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, it's different now. They huh. are in these, like, round things, and they have guns and stuff on them. That's weird. Yeah. Ben, is it Ben Schwartz? Is that his name? Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. He's in the episode, and he does an amazing job. Nice. Movie. Yeah. So, Bad Batch does is kind go, of a does mess. Does he go really fast? He does go real fast. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's kind of a mess of a show right now. I don't really know how Oof. they're going to get from point A to point B, or even where point B is at the moment. But it's been a fun watch so far. Hmm. And then the two shows that LJ, me and you have both watched. Let's start with the 90s show. I'm only a couple episodes in. What? I the same. Why you guys watch? Oh, is that a new show? It's not. Oh, it's not seventy show. It's ninety show. It's, it's that ninety show. Yeah. It's what? the sequel. Yes. What? Oh. What is it like? It is wow. so. It's Red and Kitty's house still. Yep. Their grandparents. To Leia, because if you remember Red. Uh, not red, but I never Foreman, watched seventy show, so I'll put uh, you never watched Eric Foreman was no. a huge Star Wars fan. Through he the whole was show. a major Star Wars geek, okay. yeah. So he named his kid Leia, which is amazing. And I think it's all yeah. It's odd. So they brought up like as much of the cast as they possibly can, and that's been really cool and nostalgic, mm-hmm. and that feels very much like it's still the seventies show. Mm-hmm. It, you kind of almost forget that it's the nineties in a lot of ways until they like remind you with movie stores and stuff movies or like ref you know just like ref you know yeah because it's still the same house yeah, the yeah. house isn't yeah super changed yeah but the kids it's really weird because i feel like that 70s show the kids looked older i guess they were probably supposed to be the same age they were like they they the actors were a bit older i think but they were supposed to be all be like 16 i think yeah gotcha. and so the kids yeah. in this seem like the kids that they're supposed to be like the right age yeah, but they're still getting into like that '70s show style stuff, which seems wrong because they're so young. Feels, it feels weird because I feel like it, it's like some kind of time capsule situation to where it feels like this should have come out like on like the Disney Channel or like some type of prime time like yeah mature, more more mature network or something. It like, kind of reminds me of Girl Meets World, Boy Meets World. Oh, see, I've never saw seen that, but yeah, that's probably it's very a much good. a Disney show. Yeah that didn't translate i mean it was very childish compared to boy meets world and so that's there are parts of with these kids feel real childish but then there's other times where they're talking about like doing stuff in the woods and and then i'm like like, uh you're too probably you're too young to be thinking about that yeah what i think they're like literally 14 i was like what's happening 14 to 16 i think so i don't but also i don't know if that just means like I mean, I know there were kids probably thinking about that kind of stuff or making jokes like that, you know, but it's just yeah. like, like, but it's just one of those things. I'm like, uh, am I, is this just the adult in me saying, don't, don't do that? Or yeah, like, we're, we're just all getting old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like this shouldn't be happening, but I'm sitting here watching it. Yeah. It just feels weird for it to be <laughs> on TV. Like, I don't think that's odd for that. Like, age. it's nothing that mature, but it's just definitely got mature themes that I'm like, eh. Like, it just feels weird to see kids. Yes. Like, it's definitely something that, like, a 14-year-old kid. They're definitely, like, the right age, and they're doing what 14-year-olds would do, but it's odd. It's to definitely see that awkward stage of to life, too. Yeah. But 
I so far I really like it. I, I do but too. I really like it because of the old cast, not the new cast. Mm-hmm. Mm. The old cast has such great chemistry, and they yes, the guy that plays Red and uh, the lady that plays Kitty. I can't remember their names, but they are so perfect oh in those roles. Still, yeah. they still feel great. Yeah, the, all the original actors do amazing. Yeah, like so, it feels genuine. It doesn't feel like forced. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, we're just here to make this thing for nostalgia. Like, it does feel like they do have a love for the source material. Yeah, there's a lot of thought on where the characters would be at that point. Yeah. It's it's good. It's cool. If yeah. you watch that 70s show, you should definitely watch it. If you did yes. not watch the 70s show, I don't think there's any... It's not so good that I would be like, you have to watch this if you've never seen that 70s show. Because I there's a lot of context I think you'd be missing. I would almost tell you go back and watch that seventy show because it's such a good show. Oh, that's such a bingeable show. Too. <laughs> yeah, like I, there was a time where I did go back and watch those old episodes like years ago, <laughs> and, and then it was worth it. So watch the seventy show and then watch the ninety show if you really want to. Yeah, I am getting a little. Did you ever watch Scrubs, LJ? I so I actually went through uh, last time I was sick. I think I remember in the last year I binged a lot of it. Okay. Like three or four seasons. Like so a bunch I can't of remember like, what it was called, but there was Scrubs, and Scrubs got over. And then on Netflix, th- they had it in the same like thing, uh-huh. but it was a basically different show. It was the Scrubs cast, but they were at a college now, and there were oh, these new college kids who were the new JD th- and stuff. Those, those were later seasons, I think, if I it remember It was the last season. Yeah, so they, yeah. But it and I heard felt that like a totally different awful. show. It wasn't good. And right. I'm not saying that this isn't good, that 90s show, but it definitely has a similar feeling where you have all these mm. characters and they're all a little bit older, they're in a little bit different environment, and then you have these newcomers that, in Scrubs, really fell flat. Hopefully, mm. these characters don't as we continue on the show. I don't think they will. They all seem to be doing really well. That's kind of the thing I hoped for like when they came out with that Mighty Ducks show, because like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, Hopefully, these characters come into their own. And then that second season actually came out and nobody cared. So, like, I hope this show has much more success than, like, those did. Mm-hmm. Like, in their la- in their efforts to continue. I also don't know how much the ranch producers or anything have to do with the oh. 90s show. But I definitely got some, like... I feel like that 90s show is being informed a little bit by how well the ranch did. Well, I think some of the producers or some people involved are the same because... That makes a lot of sense to me watching both. But then also... I don't know if this is a spoiler. I mean, but are like they basically don't mention Danny Masterson's character at all. Yeah. In 90s show so far. My wife brought up that. he's asked where he'll be in 5 years, where he sees himself in 5 years. Hide the character in the yeah. TV show and he says prison. And Oh. I think oof. that works perfectly. I don't I'm sure they won't mention Th- him at all. But that's, that's my head awkward. Canon. Yeah. My that's head canon is that he is in prison. Yeah, so for for those that don't know, Danny Masterson was one of the actors and or celebrities that caught, that was when they had the whole Me Too movement thing. Uh huh. He was one of those actors that everybody was like, uh, that stuff came out about him or something. Oh, I see. And then and then Sorry. something happened with those charges recently too, but I don't remember if I can't remember. Things happened. I know. So they fired him off of the ranch. Yep. Yes. And they did a of really it. weird thing with the storytelling because he was dead. But yeah. he wasn't dead for a while. It was almost as if they were, like, considering bringing him back. Right. So now I think enough has come out that they're just like, no, we need to do it. Mm-hmm. 
But. Yep, because then there was stuff about charges being acquitted, but then charges being brought back again. Like, I don't, it's... It was so kind of messy in the ranch. It was. It makes sense to just not mention him at all in this episode. Yep, show. so I'm just like, okay, yeah, it makes sense why they wouldn't even mention him. Headcanon, he's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. But, I, the, but the irony is like, oh. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, definitely. Yep, yep. The other show that we've been watching, LJ, The Last of Us. Yeah. I don't know how much we can say, but it's so good. There are lines that I saw IGN take and they put up against the lines in the video game mm-hmm. and the cadence in which the character and the actor had were perfectly aligned. Mm-hmm. And they weren't supposed to be watching the or they weren't supposed to be playing the video game. Yeah. To get get those down. But. They I mean, Neil Druckmann is did. literally executive producer on it, too, so. That's true. I know that, what is Ellie's actor's name? Bella Ramsey. Bella, yeah. They, uh. I could see her playing the game or at least, like, wa- like watching stuff, like, from it or something. They were told that they weren't supposed to play the game, so they watched a a playthrough of it hmm. to break okay. the rules, yeah. go around the rules. <laughs> okay. And then what well, is probably worse, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Pedro Pascal, he just played the game, I guess. <laughs> I well, love it. about this. Yeah. See, like if that was me, like I would have been like, no, I'm playing this. I'm getting into it. Well, I think like for him specifically, Bella too, like you're the non-binary. No, by the way. But you play it like if Pedro, you're you know you're Pedro Pascal and you're playing Joel, and you literally play yeah, it's literally the main character. I feel like that's like the easiest way to get into like a role playing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You could, I mean, you could be Jared Leto and do some weird crap, or Heath Ledger and do some weird crap. So playing the video game does not. Yeah, (laughs) that's the best way you could do that. Yeah, I agree. But (laughs) anyway, he just goes out and starts like stabbing mushrooms. (laughs) um no it's good though i i I, it's it's just oh like having play like playing the game on my personal stream as this show is going has been awesome like i think i'm i'm on pace to where like i'm ahead of the episodes right now Mm -hmm. so so like where they're at next week i just did last week so it's that's cool it's been it's been kind of cool like and the way they have to change the pacing, like the pacing of this episode two still felt like that section of the video game kind of, because you're still travel, you know, in that part of the game, they're still traveling. They're still moving through the buildings and stuff like that. So it's kind of neat because like, it's they so did have to for change. copied over, which is yeah, really remarkable. And so unbelievable yeah. to me. The, it was a much slower paced ep- uh, episode, but that makes sense because that particular chunk of the, of the game is slower paced. So yeah. next week, I think we're going to pick up a little bit, um, which will be cool. Um, so it's like it's exciting to see how the show is in step with the game in so many ways. I love like you're talking about playing the game. My mm-hmm. wife keeps asking me as we're watching. They go. The lady that. His character is with. I can't remember anyone's names right now. Tess. Tess. Yeah. Yeah. So they're walking along, and my wife goes, "Are you in love with her?" And I went, "What?" <laughs> and he goes, "Is Joel in love with her? Because he plays Joel in the game, so you are Joel." 
goodness. That's funny. I was like, and oh, so, oh yeah, they're in love. <laughs> but see, I, I, I like that because like even in the show, like you don't know if they really ever even had a relationship or not. Yeah. Because in the game, you don't know either. So it's like, mm-hmm. but I love how that didn't have to be a thing. Like, she just keeps asking me questions like that. Like, that's funny. Did you have to go down there? Did you have to do this? Did you? I'm like, I didn't have to do any of this. I'm just watching the mm-hmm. show to you. I just played a video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But just the terminology that, that, that we use, you know, when we're playing games. That was like the moment that I that I had that I had this evening with my stepdad. I'm like, he's like, how do you kill those things? And I'm like, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, but it just, I was like, yes, this is what I, this is what I'm here for. Yeah. It's like when people ask me, like after a Marvel movie, hey, was that in the comic? <laughs> and then I'm like, kind of? <laughs> like, here's where they pulled that from? Right. So it's just, it's that same effect. I, I would it. be curious, mm-hmm. like your parents, for instance, who haven't mm-hmm. actually played the game or probably experienced the game much at all, mm-hmm. how they will appreciate the show. I'm assuming they will. But it's it's interesting because for me, I'm appreciating the show because I played the game. Yeah. They are experiencing that whole thing for the first time yes i just find that it's interesting that they can do both that they're able to do both with this like i know my stepdad's like i'm just here to watch some zombies or whatever get killed you know but like but it's like it's like me i'm like i know they're gonna get so much more than that you know like it's yeah yeah. It's, it's crazy like i freaked out about a specific time when a character crouched and that means nothing to them. They're just, you know, crouching out of the way. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's perfectly from the video game. Yep. And then, like, yeah, I was getting, and then, like, I was like, when I got into work, I'm like, shh. I'm like, okay, just watch this scene. Be quiet. Like, really. <laughs> don't, make, don't make any sounds, Rick, really. Um, it was, yeah. It's interesting. Well, are you watching anything else, LJ? No, just um, March. I got back into Chainsaw Man again, uh, realizing there was a dub. So Ooh. I'm trash. I watch dubs. Um, it's on crunchy it's on crunchy roll okay um but i'm enjoying it still it's it's really good really violent really mature but it's really good so awesome yeah i'm i'm planning on watching more of it well we will go from that to the tv news then and i'll talk about netflix last because i think we can kind of land on that the longest a couple yeah. of quick updates invincible season two has gotten a release window we th- um, I don't um, know about you. I thought it would be coming out in February or March. And just we were going to well, get news. So I heard multiple things. Because I think there was the whole rumor that like, oh, it's coming in January. But then I remember hearing later, which I forgot about, is I think they said an update was coming at, at some point. And so I'm like, okay, like this is that update. Um, so, yeah, that window is a little later than I expected. Yeah, like, late 2023. If we got it in, like, March or April or something, like, soon, I would have been like, okay, awesome. That's what I figured was happening. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that we have to wait so long. But, so it's kind of I've, bummer news, but it's it's news. And I've waited this long. Window. I can wait a few more months. Like, I'm okay, I'm yeah. okay with it. Take as much time as y'all need. It's much better than it just being in limbo forever and us not knowing if yes. we're ever going to actually get it. It's kind of like Dragon Avatar. Prince in that way. It took forever. Come on, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Uh, the other piece of update news is Star Wars Skeleton Crew, the show that I forgot was happening, is wrapped filming, and that is from Favreau and 
what's the other guy's name that does everything Filoni? Filoni. yeah so very much probably in the mandalorian and boba fett feel of things boba fett's man- <laughs> i don't mandalorian i was gonna say like mandalorian on one side boba fett <laughs> on the other side those are it different yeah. things could be amazing <laughs> or it could be the worst thing ever I, i'm expecting yeah. goonies vibes from this show for some reason it could like, be the just... best star wars or it could be the worst star wars well Andor is yeah. best star wars for sure i my thing with skeleton crew is i saw that and i saw the logo and the logo looks a little like et- etchy uh i thought that it would be kind of a horror thing and apparently it has jude law in it which sells me i'm interested because jude law that name definitely makes me go i'm gonna at least watch a trailer mm-hmm. but it's about four kids coming of age but it's not a kid's show according yeah, to see, that's why Watts. i think that's why i think goonies yeah and just the whole idea of skeleton crew like but, i'm just like yeah do we want a star wars goonies is that the market's deep. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not interested, <laughs> yeah. but maybe someone like, is. I want to. I want to know what skeleton crew means first. Like, yeah. Well, it's like like what? What they're is? They're on that? a ship. I mean, I know. I and they don't have enough. People. Yeah. I mean, you can. They're all kids apparently. Like a... On a ship trying well, to survive. So, so if you're the yeah, so oh, literally like a dead ship like a derelict like ghost ship or something see i don't think it'll be that creepy but i, I would see, be more then, for that i want this to be i want horror star wars we need more there's not really there's some yeah. scary stuff in the star wars world and we don't yeah, have that yet mm-hmm. and that would be such a cool direction to go get yeah, there's a lot of someone potential. who's not a sith but they're just like completely possessed by the dark side of the force and he's mm-hmm going on ships and is monstrous <laughs> that would be fine no it's cool darth vader i like literally that literally just huh? or something else i was like darth vader literally just going and killing ships there was a on. thing i read it was about and so it would be a bunch of jedis or a bunch of rebels thinking that they could like go assassinate darth vader and mm. so they all go to his castle and then it's just a horror movie of him picking them off one by one. That would that, be dope. That would be cool. I I don't know. That just seems like the kind of thing that makes Star Wars different. Like when you Yeah. Like Andor was great because it didn't feel like Star Wars. Anything horror would not feel like Star Wars. It would be really cool. And I mm-hmm. think it would totally fit in their world. Disney being Disney though, it's kinda of hard to get them to do something like that. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I'll watch a trailer. Jude Law's cool. And then, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely curious. I think Acolyte. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, oh, I should say so that they they ended filming. I don't even know if I said that. I think I did. But <laughs> the weird thing with that is that a bunch of cast and crew were like, "Oh, thankful for the team. We've wrapped filming," and then they all deleted those posts. They probably got told to take it down. Yeah, so that's like a strange thing for them to have done. But we, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Cool. cool. The last thing we need to talk about is Netflix crackdown uh, on passwords. Boo. And Boo. yeah, they're <laughs> There's not an doing easy it solution gracefully. for this. 
Yeah, there's an easy solution in my mind, but what it sounds that sounds like what they're doing is not an, e- an easy solution. We have till March. They're gonna make you if you're paying for Netflix right now, you will be the bad guy mm. because you have two choices. You can kick the people that are on your Netflix account off of your account, or you can pay fees for having them on. And so. It's not like they're going to kick everyone out or they're going to offer them or make them pay anything. It is simply, are you going to kick them or are you going to pay a bunch more money to have them? How much do you love? Netflix wants to know how much you love (laughs) people you're sharing your password with. So they must know where people are logging in from then. Yeah. Which also tells me you can easily do this. So the only reason I experienced this is because I have Hulu Live. But on Hulu Live, especially because there's TV involved now, nobody can watch. Like I've I've let people use my Hulu account before, but once yeah. I got live, they could no longer use it because it's TV and it needed my zip code. So like, I think Netflix could easily just do that and be like, "Hey, your account, this person's not like you're not watching at this zip code, mm-hmm. you know, or like this isn't your primary household." So what are you doing? You know, like, you can't do this. Yeah, I feel um, like we need more think, details on how exactly Like, they're... that's an easy way to mm-hmm. just zip code lock it, just like Hulu does. Like, yeah. without yeah. without having to pay anything, or we'll just be like, hey, like, yep, this is how we're going to do it. For the most part, everyone that's sharing my password, I have one friend that is, and I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. I wish that it was more of, like, a family plan. The fact yeah. that it's going to be fees for having extra people feels yeah. a little gross, because yeah. I, I would like to have, you know, four accounts... Those counts could be used anywhere, and I would be fine with that, even if I had to pay a little bit more. Ooh, I have an idea. Nintendo actually has given me a good idea. You just do the family plan like the Switch has. Yeah. Yeah. I would be more okay with that than you're going to pay fees if you don't kick Everybody's got their own accounts, but hey, here's this family plan everybody can go in on or something. Mm-hmm. Or if there's somebody that does just want to pay for it, just... You know, do that, I guess. But it's interesting for then me, though, I guess... too. I really didn't think this was going to happen. <laughs> I've been, we've been reading about this for like a year now. Mm-hmm. And I don't even I think I've really reported it. on it because they've talked about it for not just this last year, but four years. Yeah. And I was like, they're never actually going to do it. So yeah. I was surprised. We have a date. Uh, we have a month at least. It's going to be March that this will be happening. So very soon. So kind I of. I can see other. Um other streaming services trying to do this i wonder if other streaming services wait until they'll probably watch and see what the aftermath is yeah yeah i thought that was funny too netflix has come out and said that they expect people to like boycott them for a bit (laughs) and they're not worried about it because new shows will come on that people have to see and they will have to pay for it eventually was their thought process which is so icky Mm-hmm. They're just like, you, but you need know what us. though, I you know what though I've seen that happen with other things. It's like the story I've heard where there's these groups that like boycott, like say they're gonna boycott Call of Duty, mm-hmm. but then you go look at their Steam accounts and of course they have the next and latest Call of Duty and everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, like I'm mad because I'm probably one of those people. Like I'll probably when this happens get rid of Netflix altogether, and then Cobra Kai will come out, and then I'll get Netflix. Because I want to watch Cobra Kai. If if the fee is maybe like a few extra dollars, like 
Because I already pay for like the 4K, like high-end version, just because I have a 4K platform I want to watch stuff on. Mm-hmm. But it's like if it's maybe like <clears throat> if it's anywhere from like three to five dollars, and if that's all I have to pay is just another like that, then I'm like okay, I can deal with that. But it's one of those things that it would be suck. It would suck if they did like oh here's what you're paying per profile. Like if they're just gonna tack on a fee for every profile that's not that's not in your household i'm just like ooh, like that one that one i'll probably have to be like yeah y'all are getting cut off Mm. (laughs) so we'll have to see i would be curious how many people so for us we usually kind of go by year so like i've we usually pay for it my mom i believe is took taken this year and she's just been paying it for the year to like help out Mm. like i've used it for years so you know i'll take over it and so I wonder how many people actually split the price instead of it just being a borrowed yeah. account, but it's actually like a, everyone is pitching in to pay for it. Yeah. Because you'll lose all of those people that can't afford it. Yep. I don't know. I think the aftermath is going to be larger than they foresee, and I'm really curious mm-hmm. what that will mean for the future of Netflix. <coughs> yeah, it's curious. But that is where the podcast ends. Uh... LJ, where can you find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And you can find me on Instagram at Coney Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Goodbye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.